Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. Psalm number 90, and uh, we'll begin reading there in verse number 1, and we'll read a good portion of the chapter this morning and uh, try to preach a thought from the Word of God. Psalm number 90, begin reading uh, in verse number 1. The Bible says, Lord, Thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. And man, I, man I, that helps me this morning. I don't know about you that he's, he's my dwelling place this morning. That's, not, uh, that's very simple but yet very profound at the same time this morning. The Lord our dwelling place. Amen. I'm glad I'm hid in him this morning. Amen. And hallelujah this morning. Verse number 2, the Bible says, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting thou art God. Thou turnest man to destruction, and sayest, Return, ye children of men. For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past, and as a watch in the night. Thou carriest them away as with the flood. They are as asleep. In the morning they are like grass which groweth up. In the morning it flourisheth and groweth up. In the evening it is cut down and withereth. For we are consumed by thine anger, and by thy wrath are we troubled." Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years and ten, and if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Who knoweth the power of thine anger, even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. Now I want you to notice verse number 12. The Bible says, So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. And I want to stop reading there this morning. And with the help of the Lord this morning, I'd like to preach on this thought today uh, of a clear view of today. And uh, with that thought in mind, I'd like to say, you know, there's been a whole lot of talk about how we've left 2020. And can I get a praise God this morning, a honk of a horn, amen, that we're out of 2020 this morning. But, you know, I'm convinced that 2020 was not really the problem, but it was really how we lived each day in 2020. And uh, God's not so interested in tomorrow, and I'll tell you this morning, He's not interested in yesterday, but He's interested in the moment and the day we're living in right now. And uh, as this psalm we've read this morning is penned by Moses, the man of God, I believe, uh, as he was looking out over the multitude, and this time they were in the wilderness, uh, I believe as he looked out among them and him realizing he was not going to get to see Canaan land, I believe he realized he was going to have to start living in today. And you know, we may never live, this generation that's before me this morning, we may never live to see revival in America. We may never live to see people get saved, but we ought to do everything we can to bring it in. We ought to do everything we can to prepare our hearts for God to send a stirring among His people today. And with that thought in mind, I want to preach on the thought, a clear view of today. Let us go to the Lord in a word of prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you. God, for allowing us to be in your house today. And thank you, Father, Lord, for this inspired and erred infallible word of God, Lord, that you've given to us so freely. 
Lord, that's been ministered, God, by your men throughout days gone by, Lord, who were faithful, Lord, and, and they believed what you had to say, God, and trusted in you, Father. And, Lord, as Abraham, Lord, that which you'd promised, he believed also, Lord, you'd be able to perform that. And God, we're trusting in you today, Father, Lord, that you do in our midst, God, only uh, what you can do, Father, Lord, in the arm of the flesh, Lord, we'll fail, we'll stumble, we'll fall short this morning, but God, I pray through and by the grace of God today, Lord, that you would send your holy power upon us today and give us strength, Father, through the Spirit of God, Lord. And God, I pray for every listener out there, Father, you know the hearts, God, of the people that's before us, Lord. You know, Lord, whether they're saved or whether they're not, God, and you know, Lord, Lord, the hearts of the leadership of this church, Father, Lord, and what they're struggling with, what they're dealing with. God, I pray, Father God in heaven today, that you would touch and bless them. And Lord, I thank you for this audience today. And God, I ask you to help and touch each family and each home. Lord, as you see fit, Father, today. Lord, be with our dear pastor. And God, help him, Lord, as he's preaching today. And use him, Father, for your glory and honor. Thank you for this time. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' sweet name we pray. Amen and amen. And uh, this morning, as I've already mentioned, my title is, is, is a clear view of today. You know, I'm so convinced that so many times this beginning of the year, and you know, I'm not that old. I just, I'm fixing to turn 19 here in just a few days. And I've seen throughout my short lifetime that I've been living that this New Year's resolution thing, about 95% of the time, it really don't happen. Because people are too busy, now hear me, hear me out this morning, people are too busy wanting the end effects of what their resolution is going to bring, but they're not willing to take the step-by-step precautions and, and preliminaries that it takes to get to that end effect. And you know, so many of us, we live, and, and uh, man, I'm thankful that God allows us just as we find all throughout the Old Testament that the men of God in the Old Testament, they live by faith, they live day by day. The men that were in the wilderness at this time, they lived by the manna, and if you know of your Bible today, that that manna was only good for a day. God had to send it each day. He had to send them their supply, and God told the children of Israel when they were in the wilderness, He said, only take that what you can eat in a day, and you'll find it in the Bible that as the time when they took more than what they needed it became rotten and it began to stink you know so many times we we get our ideas and our plans and our thoughts together and we're not willing to carry them out because of the of the, the weariness that our flesh brings upon us we're just robed in flesh amen we're just robed in this body and with that in mind this morning I want us to understand today that every one of us is robed in the cage of time we are, we, are, we are bound to this thing called time. And Moses here, he, he makes this clear to us in verse number 1 of our scripture text this morning. He says, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. And you'll find if you study your Bible, that word generations there is not talking about the family line. But if you'll, you'll find you study that word generations. It means literally means the revolving of time. He says, since the beginning of time, he said, since before Adam was created and since before you took the rib of Adam and created Eve, he said, you have been the dwelling place of the faithful. And can I say today, friend, just as Moses, that since the beginning of time, God has been the dwelling place of his faithful people. Amen. Jesus said in John chapter number 15, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall bear much fruit. I'm glad today, friend, I'm not living under my own circumstances. I'm not living in my own situation today, but I am dwelling in the presence of an almighty and a holy God this morning. 
Just as Moses said, he said, Lord, you've been our dwelling place. Our dwelling place. I'd like to say when he says our there, he's talking about the family. He's talking about the family. I'm glad this morning if you're saved by the grace of God this morning, you're family. We're family today, amen. We're the family of God, the blood washed, amen. Those who've been set free from sin, praise God, born again, never to be lost again, amen. Hallelujah this morning. I'm glad I'm part of the family. He said, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place. And, and he, he goes on down in these verses here and he makes this statement. Moses is look, no doubt looking out over the tribes of Israel and he's seeing this time in the wilderness that people are dying off. You know, the, the curse was given when Moses, uh, he didn't believe God and he messed up. And, and we find the curse was given that all those 40 and older of that generation would die out and never get to see Canaan because of the sin of Moses. And no doubt after Moses has seen that their land and their, their people has been cursed in this day, we find that Moses is looking out over these tribes and he makes this inference about what he sees. Look what the Bible says. The Bible says this in verse number 3. He says, Thou turnest man to destruction and sayest, Return, ye children of men. What he's saying there is this. He says, when the Lord looks down upon us in our sinful stricken state and He gives us that due reward which we have wrought in our bodies, the Bible tells us in the book of Romans that He gives them over to a reprobate mind when they have sinned so and done so wickedly. We are rewarded for our deeds. Our sin has consequences. The things we do in this life and the places we go and the people we associate with and all that, it will have consequences. And Moses is saying, he says, Thou turnest man to destruction in, in consequence of his sin. And he says, Return. And says, Return, you children of men. I'll tell you today, friend, that God's desire for each and every one of his people, whether they're saved or whether they're lost. And, uh, friend, if they're saved and out of the will of God, and if they're lost, he desires them to be saved. And he says, he says, We desire for you to return. That's what he says. And he says in verse number 4, he says, For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past, and as the watch in the night. This Psalm number 90 was recorded by Moses. And if you study it out, you'll find that this Psalm is most likely, just like the book of Job, one of the oldest portions of Scripture in the Bible. And as I read these verses, the thought comes to my mind, this man Moses has penned the scriptures in Genesis about the patriarchs before Noah's day and how they lived many, many, many years. Methuselah and Enoch and Seth and all those. The Bible says that then begin men to call upon the name of the Lord, those faithful ones, the patriarchs of the faith in those days. I want to tell you something today, friend. Moses is looking at the state of Israel and he's seeing them die out at such young ages. And he says it because of sin the sickness we see in today's time it's because of sin it's because of the natural effects of sin we're all born in flesh right we're all born into sin a baby is born naturally a sinner and I love the way the pastor here says it he says they're little liars he said they come to him in the middle of the night and I, I've, I've never forgot this. He gives this illustration a lot and I know y'all know it a lot better than I do but he talks about the baby. He says they'll be crying and squalling in the middle of the night and he says you'll come to him and he said then all of a sudden everything's okay. He said they're little liars. We're all sinners. We're all sinners by nature and can I tell you friends sin has different effects on different people. 
But we have, I want to tell you something today. All of us are, are in the same road and the same consequences of sin. And we see these little babies that go out of the world before their time. We don't understand why. We don't understand why that sin has to take them away. It's not because their parents. It's not because of their family or who they're born to. But it's just because we live in a world that is wrecked by sin. And Moses is seeing the short lifetime of the people of God here in the wilderness. And he's, he's saying, Lord, even though we're, we're, we're gone, he says, Lord, <laughs> hallelujah. Look what he says. He said, for a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past. And as I watch in the night, he says, Lord, you see all this. You knew it was coming. You knew it was going to happen. You knew we was going to fail you. And he says here in these Next verses, he, he begins to bring to our realizations that Moses was not so concerned about seeing Canaan at this time, but he was so concerned about doing what he could to get his people into Canaan. To get those who would, would see Canaan into that place, that they would be fulfilled, the promise would be given unto them. And you'll find that in the verses this morning as we read. But I'd like to say three things this morning. i got three simple things that I want to draw out of these verses that we've read this morning. And as Moses is looking at this time and he sees Israel, he sees them in the wilderness as he's writing this down, I want you to take a thought in your mind and look at the state of our nation that we're living in. I'll, I'll even say this, I want you to take a look at the state of the churches around about this country. And as men of God who have faithfully stood and preached the word of God throughout time see as an unrepentant, unregenerate people who have no desire for the word of God, no desire to be in the house of God, I want to tell you this morning, friend, it has no doubt to my mind that it is discouraging. It's discouraging on Sunday morning when we have Sunday school before all this came along and nobody would show up. Nobody would come to hear the Word of God because nobody was interested in hearing what the Lord had to say from His Word. No doubt it's discouraging. And Moses here, he's looking out at, over this multitude and they're dying off one by one. And Moses is knowing he's going to be one of those. I'd like to say this morning, Moses draws this conclusion about today. And I want each of us to draw this conclusion about today in our lives. I'd like to say first of all today that if we're going to have a clear view of today, we first of all need to have a clear view of the wrath of God. We first of all need to have a clear view of the wrath of God. The Bible says this in verse number 7 here. The Bible says, For we are consumed by thine anger. And by thy wrath are we troubled. And you notice why? Look at verse 8. He says, Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years and ten. If by, and if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength, labor, and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. He's saying here, he says, I look at you, Lord, and I see that what we have God we deserve you know if I'm left here and America begins to be punished by the judgment hand of God I'll experience that with them I may not I'm not going to go through the great tribulation but I'm saying when the Lord begins to correct this nation if the rapture doesn't take place if the rapture doesn't take place and we go home you know we'll be left here to experience that 
We'll be left here to experience the judgment of God upon a sinful nation. And you can look throughout time. You can look at the Greeks of days gone by and how their nation fell under because of the great wickedness that came from there. You know about the Olympics and how the Olympics in days gone by was only a show of perversion and nudity and wrong and sin and fornication. And it glorified it. And you know it didn't last too long before that Greek Roman Empire fell. I want to tell you something today, friend. The sins that are going on in America, you'll find in the book of Romans chapter number 1 that there's three strikes in Romans chapter number 1 and we're on strike number 3 in America today. We're living in the sin of days gone by of these other nations that fell and if we do not repent and turn back to God, we too will be fallen in that way. Moses, he says, we are consumed by thine anger because of the unbelief of of those in Israel because of the unbelief of the children of God they find themselves in this place and I'd like to say that the wrath of God it it always comes because of sin the Bible says the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and disobedience of those who hold the truth in unrighteousness I I want you to understand something today we know the truth don't we? We know the truth. We know the truth of the Word of God. Jesus came. He died. He rose again the third day. Man, I'm thankful for that. But you know what Jesus said about the truth? In John chapter number 10, verse number 10, He said, The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and destroy. He said, But I am come that they might have life, and they might have it more abundantly. And what did He say after that in the verses following? He said, Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you three. You know, this truth that we hold to as the fundamental Baptist church, the independent Baptist church, the King James Bible that we hold to, it is the truth of the Word of God. I'm not bound to this Word of not mine own choosing, but I choose to be bound to it because I believe it and because I know it's the power of God unto salvation to them would believe amen for to the Jew first and also to the Greek and I want to tell you today friend that the wrath of God it is revealed on the sinners it is revealed on those who disobey God but if you're not saved today it'll be revealed forever on you in hell Moses is looking at the children of Israel and I think of the sin of Achan in Joshua's day Nobody knew what Achan had done. They couldn't figure out why when Israel went out to battle, they lost the fight against this little city called Ai. They had no army. They had no no power against Israel. And Joshua said, I'll just send a few men to go over there and take them. But Achan had brought sin into the camp and stole some of those things back for himself that the Lord said to utterly destroy. And when Achan had sinned in that place, that there were 38 men that were killed. Our sin has effects. You know, what if the sin of the church today causes us that there be a generation that never see a great stirring again? You know, I I made that statement to a church the other day and they just looked at me with a blank stare. What if the sin of the church today and the lack of prayer and the lack of study and the lack of faithfulness to God and the Word of God, what if the sin that we have so grossly committed today in the church, we come to the church and before all this happened now we sit in our cars, but I was, would say we sit in our pews and uh, wear our pretty little clothes and do our own little pretty thing and look good and walk good and talk good and do everything right, but in our heart we are so far away from God and God is not pleased with the way we live. God is not pleased with the way 
way we walk. And can I tell you today, friend, I myself have found myself in this place where God, I know what I'm doing. I know the things that I participate in. I know the things that I think in my mind are not pleasing to Him. But yet so many times we go on and do it anyway. And Moses, the man of God, is looking out over the people of God and he sees the effects of sin. And he's reminded of God's wrath. You know, we could be in hell today. I should be in hell today. If I got what I deserved, I'd be in hell with my back broke, rotten away, burning up. As a, as a shriveled up mess, amen. But I, I didn't get what I deserved. I got mercy, praise God. I'd like to say, first of all, clear view of today. We, we need to, I need a clear view of the wrath of God. But I'd like to say, second of all, this morning, we need a, a clear view of the wisdom of God. Look what Moses says here in these verses. I want you to notice verse number 12. Notice that first word there in verse number 12. He says, so. He says, so teach us. In light of all that he has said about God, in light of what he has spoken here of how God is omniscient, he knows all things, he's omnipotent, he's all-powerful, and he sees all things. All the, He looks at the beginning of time and the end of time and everything in between all at the same time. Nothing's hid from him. You can't hide from God. You can't hide from the judgment of God. You can't hide from the striking hand from heaven, amen, that will correct you. You can't hide from him. Moses said in light of all this, how big you are, God. This is Moses' prayer. He says, so teach us. I'd say, first of all, we need to remember the wrath of God because of our sin, but we need to uh, have a clear view of the wisdom of God in the Scriptures. Look what the Bible says there in verse 12. He said, so teach us to number our days. Notice this, that we may. He says, Lord, teach us to live day by day. So that we can apply our hearts unto wisdom. Wisdom lives in the moment. Those who are wise, they don't make decisions based on yesterday. They don't make decisions based on tomorrow. But they make decisions based upon what the truth of the Word of God tells them. I want to tell you today in the most uncertain time we're living in today in America, it's hard to make decisions on anything based on what we see. The media is so, so deceptive. Our own families and homes, we find such deception among each other. We're just flesh. We're just human. Sometimes we say things and don't even know what we're saying. But you know, there's other people that believe that. Moses here, he's, he's looking at the wrath of God. He's looking at the people of God. And he's saying this. He says, teach us to number our days. He said, because if I would have been numbering my days, if I would have been making every day count, I wouldn't have missed out on going into Canaan. He said, I wouldn't have missed out on that. He said, I wouldn't have struck that rock the second time. He said, I wouldn't have went back and tried to do it all over again myself when the Lord had told him not to, but just told him to believe. He said, if I'd have been making every day count, he said, I'd have done some things differently. And you know what? I can look back on my life and I can say to myself, if I'd have been making every day count, I'd have done some things differently. Can I get a witness today? We look back in our lives and see the decisions we've made and the, the thoughts that we've had and the people we've hurt and the places we've been, and we think to ourselves, why in the world did I do that? It's because you wasn't thinking about today. You was thinking about yourself. You wasn't thinking about your kids. You wasn't thinking about your family. We wasn't thinking about the, the condition of the church. We wasn't thinking about the pastor. 
We wouldn't thinking about our families and our homes. We wouldn't think about what it would do to us. Moses here, he said, So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Notice what he says after this. He says, Return, O Lord, how long? And let it repent thee concerning thy servants. O satisfy us early with thy mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us, and the years wherein we have seen evil. I'd like to say this this morning, that the wisdom of God deals with you personally. The wisdom of, of God is how we live our lives each day in prayer and, and study of the Word of God. That's where the wisdom comes out. How we, how, how we present ourselves to others. It, it has to do with us. It has to do with how we live and how we walk and, and the, 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 the picture we portray to a lost and dying world. That's the wisdom of God. That's, that's what it means for us to understand that Jesus on this earth, and he's the greatest example of heavenly wisdom that we could ever find, but he never wasted a moment. There was not a time in his life that he wasted. Not a day, not a miracle, not a message, not a time that he spoke did he ever waste a word, not a time that he went to heal somebody. Was it ever wasted because it always turned out for somebody to get help? If we made decisions in light of that, of others' evangelism, of others being saved, of our families being healed, not physically but spiritually. I'd say this morning much greater than the, the physical sickness of America, the sin sickness has, has multiplied infinity times. And I want to say this morning as Moses, he, he looked at this crowd of people and he looked up at the Lord. You know, Moses' view of the Lord was very clear. I think of this scripture in Exodus chapter number 33 as God had told Moses to lead his people over into Canaan's land. I think about what he had to say. Exodus chapter 33. Here the Bible said in verse 12, And Moses said unto the Lord, See thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. And he says, verse 13, Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way. You know, at this time in Moses' life, his prayer was right. And you know, at this time in Moses' life, Moses got to see the glory of God. He got to go up in the mountain and the, the count there in chapter 34 of the book of Exodus tells us that when he descended, his face shone and he wished not that his face shone and the, the children of Israel couldn't look upon him because the glory of God was so bright and on, and on his face. And I want to say this morning, you may have made some good decisions in your life. You may have allowed the Lord to work through you in days gone by in your life. But what about this day? What about today? What does it look like for you today? Are you content with yesterday? Are you content with the decision you made last year at the beginning of the year? Are you content with how you've done for your family over these past days? Is that good enough? I want to tell you this morning, Moses, he didn't finish well because of this. Because he didn't live day by day. Jesus said in the Lord's Prayer, he said, Give us this day our daily bread. That's a daily prayer. You know that? The disciples, when they asked the Lord there in the Sermon on the Mount, you find that, that instance there in Matthew chapter number 6. When they asked the Lord, he said, Lord, teach us to pray. And he said, he said you don't need to pray as the heathen do. He said, they go out among the crowds to pray. They go out among the people that they may be, be seen of men and may be glorified of men. He said, for they have their reward. Right. He said, your reward's in heaven. 
He said, When thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and the Father that seeth in secret, he shall reward thee openly. What I'm trying to say this morning is this. If we each do what each of us can do personally, friend, I'm telling you, publicly, there would be a great change in the way we live. Publicly, uh, I mean, as, as a group, this church would be changed. We would all be changed. We would be made differently. <laughs> you know, so many of us, we, I, I myself, most of the time it's me. I can say this for myself, that we come into church, we expect nothing new, we expect nothing different. And you know what? When we leave, well, we didn't get anything because we didn't expect anything else. We do that. We're flesh. We're bound to this body. That's the way we feel. What I'm trying to say this morning about this is as Moses, as he's pinning this down and he writes this for all of us to see, he is telling us, he's giving us a recipe for how not to do the wrong thing. And you know, this morning I think to myself of the decisions I've made in my life and we, make, we all make foolish decisions, don't we? What about those decisions that have eternity in the balance? And I'm not trying to be a downer this morning, but if we're going to start the year off right, conviction is better than comfort. Yes, and it ain't conviction of me. If the Holy Spirit convicts you, it'll be from Him. It's not from me. I can't, I can't do anything to convict anybody. I can tell you you're lost. I can tell you whatever uh, this flesh wants to tell you. But, friend, it'll never mean nothing to you unless the Lord gets in it. Right. He says, so teach us to number our days. And I'd like to say lastly this morning, we find thirdly, we see the wrath of God. We need a clear view of the wrath of God. We need a clear view of the wisdom of God and what that really is. Proverbs lays that out clear to us. Solomon knew the wisdom of God. But you know what? He didn't finish well either. The wisest man that ever lived, he didn't finish well because he didn't live day by day. The Bible tells us here, lastly, I'd like to say we need, to, we need a clear view of the work of God. We need a clear view of the work of God. And man, I am so thankful for this church because it has been such an encouragement to me and my, my growth in the ministry because I've seen how the missionaries that's come from here. I've seen the preachers that's come from here. Brother Heath, you've been such a great inspiration to me in, in the call to preach. And Brother Jonathan Bass, tonight I got called to preach. He was preaching. The Lord touched my heart and allowed him to allowed the Lord to be in my heart and he, he led me then to the call to preach. And I'm saying this morning it takes that because they made a decision to be prepared for that moment. They made a decision to be ready when the Lord called them and it caused me to make a decision on what the Lord laid in front of me. It takes all of us doing our part. We need a clear view of the work of God. Let's see here in verse number 16 and 17 and I'll be done. I'd like to say, first of all, we need a clear view of His work in our lives. Look what the Bible said in verse 16. He said, Let thy work appear unto thy servants and thy glory unto their children. He said, Lord, show us what you're doing behind the scenes. He said, Let thy work. He said, what, what we can't see, Lord, and what we don't understand, He said, Let that appear unto us. And then notice what He says after that. And He says, And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish thou the work of our hands. You know what it takes, friend, before we'll ever do anything, of God, anything for God? We need a clear view of what He's doing in our lives. 
Before we'll ever do anything for God, before we ever make anything in this life, before we ever give God any glory at all in this life, we need a clear view of what He's doing in our own heart this morning. I want to tell you, I'm thankful for those times when He set me down outside the woodshed and when I'm ungrateful and I'm unthankful because I can't see what He's doing because I don't understand the way He's moving. And He begins to show me just how He's moving in my life and just how He's working in my life and though I don't understand it though my fleshly physical mind doesn't comprehend it I'm glad it it urges me to go on because I know he ain't showed me everything and I know there's more going on than I'll ever know about I know there's a greater work going on behind the scenes than I'll ever understand you know, it doesn't take a response of physical men for us to be lifted up in pride. If our our play, if our uh, satisfaction is in the right place, the Lord looking down upon us and the Spirit nudging our hearts saying, Son, you obeyed me. You've done what I told you to do. That's enough for us to trust in Jesus another day. That's enough for us to follow Him another mile, to take another step after Him and to walk in obedience to His plan and His way. I'd say this morning we need a clear view of the work of God. Notice what he says in verse 16. He said, let thy work appear unto thy servants and thy glory unto their children. You know what Moses was saying right there? He was looking at Joshua and that group that was going to get to go over into Canaan's land. He says, Lord, I know I'm not going to get to see it. He said, but will you let them see it? Lord, will you give them victory over there? Lord, will you give them what they need to go the next step? Look there at the text. Look what he says. He says, make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us. He says, Lord, the days that we have struggled because of our sin. He said, make us glad because of the knowledge that our children are going to get to dwell in the promises of God. That's the way we ought to live. That's the way we ought to live. A clear view of today is this, is understanding what God is doing right now. I'd like to say this this morning. A clear view of His work makes our work more acceptable. You say, preacher, what do you mean by that? That simply means this this morning, that when we see what He's doing, it's a lot easier for us to go on and do what He's telling us to do. When we get a a clear picture, a clear vision of just how God is working in our lives, it's a lot easier for us to just go on and do what He tells us to, ain't it? It's a lot easier for us just to obey Him, just to walk after Him another mile, just to trust Him in another day. And I want to encourage you today, friend, that we've got to do this thing day by day. We've got to live and walk after Him today. We've got to trust Him today. Joshua said there in the book of Joshua, chapter number 24, he said, If it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, he said, Choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods on the other side of the flood your father served, he said, Or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye, ye dwell, he said, But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And I'm glad I can report to you today that Moses, he went out of this life satisfied because of one thing. He was satisfied with the Lord. Notice how he begins his prayer once again. He says, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. That word generations there has another meaning. It doesn't only mean revolving of time, but it means dwelling places. <laughs> Moses was saying, Lord, when we was in captivity in Egypt, <laughs> you was our dwelling place. 
when we was crossing the Red Sea and we was between the mountains there and, and Pharaoh's army was behind us and the Red Sea before us, he said, you was our dwelling place. Right, <laughs> when they crossed over into the wilderness and in the 40 years of wandering, he says, Lord, wherever we wandered to, you was our wet dwelling place. Wherever we find ourselves, he can be and he will be your dwelling place today. If you'll trust in him, if you'll call upon him, I'm telling you today, he'll meet you wherever you are and he'll be whatever you need. Yes, and today, today, a clear view of today is this, simply this, and I know I've made this a lot more complicated than it is, but a clear view of today is this, a clear view of the Lord. If you get a clear view of Him, everything else won't matter anyway. There, you know, there's certain places you can go in, the, in North Carolina and you can see great distances. I think about the drive we take, uh, well, we used to take when we lived down the mountain up 21 to go to our church. And there's an overlook there. Many of you know about 21, the overlook there on the side of the road. And there's some days when it's cloudy, you can't see very far. But when it's clear, you can go up there and you can see the Winston Towers looking off that overlook. I want to say something today, friend. It may be cloudy in your life right now and you can't see everything God's doing. But one day, one of these days, you keep seeking Him, you keep being faithful to Him. One of these days, he's going to take you to that same place when you go to your prayer closet and all them clouds are going to be gone and there's going to be clear vision into a land of perfect day. Friend, Moses, he was not looking for Canaan land here on the earth, but he was looking for Canaan land in heaven. Amen. He was looking forward to the day he was going to meet the Father. Friend, and I'm looking forward to the day when I'm going to meet my heavenly Father on the heavenly side. Amen. Where there is no more sickness and there is no more pain and no more sin and no more suffering and no no more shame, friend. I'm glad to report to you today. I'm going that way, amen. So which way are you going? The choice is today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. I want to encourage you today, just as Moses, make the Lord your dwelling place. I'm not talking about a physical place. I'm talking about every day. Every moment of every day. There's a song I like to hear, and I, I'll be done with this. I know I don't know how long I've been this morning, but, but there's a song I like to hear. It says these words. It says, a daily walk is not enough. I need you every step I take. <laughs> Everything we do, it depends on Him. Every direction, every decision we make, it depends on on the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, it, and it'll make a difference. When you choose with Him, you'll have peace and comfort this world can't explain. When you decide to trust in Him and you decide to listen to what He's telling you to do, you'll have something that this world cannot give you. I'm glad I have that today. I'm glad I know my Savior. Amen. He lives. The Bible says He ever liveth to make intercession for us. When, when we don't know how to pray, Moses, it's pretty obvious he knew what to pray at this time. But you know, when we don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit maketh intercessions for us, the Bible says, with groanings that cannot be uttered. Things we don't see, things we don't understand, situations we'll never uh, see the end of until we get to the other side. I'm glad he knows. Amen. Right. And I'm comforted today that I don't have to know everything. <laughs> he knows it all. Amen.